0: Welcome to the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Gioruso, performer and creator by nature, voice specialist and leadership coach by day. And I work with entrepreneurs all over the world to help them unleash their voice and step into the leader that they were destined to be. This podcast is an unfiltered look at what it takes to truly own who you are as a leader, unleash your voice and get your message to the masses. Are you ready to turn up the volume on your dreams, your desires, and your income? Sweet. Let's get started. What's up? What's up, you guys? Good morning. I'm just going to give you a little lay down on my current situation over here. It is literally 530 in the morning. If you know anything about me, I don't do anything in my business. I made a strict rule with myself when I quit my jobs and I took my business full time, I was like, I don't do anything in my business before 10 o'clock. But I woke up at like 4 a.m. this morning in the best mood ever. Yesterday, I went to bed super early, like a little grandma. (laughs) I went to bed at like nine or 10 or something like that. But normally I go to bed pretty late. And I was just like out cold. And I woke up really early, like at four and I couldn't sleep. And I was just in a best mood ever. And like, my brain was buzzing and I was just like super excited about life, which is very strange because getting up that early when I'm meaning to, um, (laughs) I'm not a very nice person. I'm not excited about life, but it was really cool. And so I came downstairs and normally I would have tried to force myself to go back to bed for hours at a time, felt frustrated and then got up all mad and been grumpy and stuff like that. But instead I came downstairs And I was like, you know what? I just feel like journaling right now. And so I pulled my journal out and I was like, you know what? If I can't sleep, I might as well dream, right? (laughs) Which is so cheesy, but it's true. And I just gave myself permission. One of my favorite things to do actually is to give myself permission to just dream and not necessarily assign meaning to things that pop into my head. Um, This is something that we can normally do is we have an income goal. We have something that we want. And we pull out our journals and we go to journal on it and we just bullshit ourselves really (laughs) is like the best way to say it because we sit down there and we're like, okay, so what, what do I need to write down in order to make this thing happen? Or what do I need to put in order to make this thing possible? Or what do I need to write down or put in my journal that, that'll look really good or something like that. And we just bullshit ourselves. And so one of my favorite things to do is just what's the first thing that comes to my mind and There was like, I was just like, okay, so if I had any goal in the world, what would it be? And a multi millionaire wrote, I wrote down that right away. And if you've been following me for a long time, I always talk about how I'm gonna be a millionaire by the time I'm 30. Y'all heard it here first, (laughs) but it's true. And so, that's one of my big audacious goals. And I wrote multi-millionaire, and I didn't let myself really emotionally attach to it too much because sometimes we have really big, scary goals that come out of our brains. We're like, that's fucking ridiculous. Even me saying that on the podcast, being like multimillionaire, I'm like, Danielle, come on. Right. That's there's that little ego driven voice that is like, okay, chill. Right. <laughs> like, okay, calm down. But And then, and I already know, like, that's not my voice. That's not a Danielle voice. A Danielle voice is like, yeah, if I can do it, you can do whatever you want. It's very much like a programming conditioning from people in my family and people who I know that I'm like, okay, that's not even, even saying that out loud. I know that's not like a Danielle voice. That's definitely a different voice in my life, but I didn't let myself emotionally attach to it too much. And I would actually highly, highly recommend you to do this for yourself. If you're sitting here in the morning, you're listening to me while you're making your coffee or something like that. Or if you're listening to me on the road, when you're driving into work, do this, obviously when you're stopped write in your phone or something like that, just things that come to your head. That are big audacious goals, and don't let yourself get too serious about them. Don't let yourself go into overdrive of how is this gonna work? How is this gonna happen? Just like think about it. This is one of the most powerful practices I've ever done in my life and my business. Last year, was that last year or the year before? Oh my gosh, that was I think last summer. I made this vision board, and the vision board was okay, what do I wanna accomplish this year? Or whatever. And one of the things on my vision board was travel. And I didn't let myself emotionally attach to it too much because I, when I was growing up, I was, always always traveling and stuff like that. But as an adult, I don't really, I didn't really travel. I didn't really go a lot of places. Right. And I made this big, scary goal of traveling or whatever, but I didn't let myself emotionally attach to it too much. I really gave it a lot of airtime. I gave it a lot of space to kind of expand and build momentum. And I created this vision board and I put it on my wall. And it wasn't necessarily the act of creating this vision board that changed everything. I feel like the act of me allowing myself space to actually fully have that dream, expand, build momentum and come into my reality was the biggest thing because like I said, I didn't travel a lot and all of a sudden these opportunities just kept coming up. I knew I wanted to go to Sedona and I didn't even know Sedona really was a place for, <laughs> for a long time. And I heard someone talk about it and I Googled it and I was looking into it. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I need to go there. Sure enough, there was a retreat like a couple months out and someone messaged me and said, hey, do you want to go to this? It's in Sedona. And I'm like, hey, I was just Googling that place. Like, why not? And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. I got it tattooed on my arm <laughs> like two hours before we came. I came back into Calgary and got on the flight in Phoenix. I went to a tattoo artist a couple blocks from the airport or a couple, I guess not a couple blocks from the airport. It was like a, a bit of a drive, but went and got tattoos, hopped on a plane, came home. I do not recommend getting a tattoo before you go on the plane, by the way. That was like the worst swelling of my life, <laughs> but it was just really cool. And I ended up falling in love with it and then ended up having more retreats come up and things pop up. Like my friend, I was talking about wanting to go to Bali and my friend was like, let's go to Bali. And I was like, okay, we're going to Bali. And all these things just literally lined up. And I always had the means. I always had the finances to do it somehow. I always had the time off somehow. I always had the, like, it was just so perfectly in the moment. I always had everything that I needed for those moments. But if I would have literally written down, and here's the thing, I want to go to a lot of places in the world And I put a lot of pressure on myself to set dates for these places and be like, yes, like write it all, write it all down. That's how you manifest, right? Like get all the details. And while that can be incredibly helpful, it was not helpful to me because it made me stress like, okay, now I'm, now I'm worried. Okay. How am I going to have the finances to do all this? Like, oh, these are some really big goals and, and really making them mean a lot and making them mean a lot about who I was as a person, or if I was going to accomplish this, then that would mean this. And what if it didn't work? And all these things, I just let myself really get into an emotional spiral with it. And I was just thinking this morning, okay, like I'm just going to detach and I'm just going to write down these goals. And I was like, Oh, that's like fun to think about. It's not fun to think about when I try to be like, okay, how am I going to make this happen? But it's really fun to think about, like, I call her rich Danny, (laughs) like this part of me who has already accomplished that, like, what would that feel like? Like, what would it feel like if I was already a multimillionaire? Like, wouldn't matter. wouldn't be a big deal because it would be a part of my reality. And I was just sitting there thinking, if I can access that part of myself who feels like it's already a reality, then obviously there's something inside me that has the capabilities to create that reality, right? Just like how when I truly wanted to travel, there was just these parts of me that came up that were more adventurous, that were more open to opportunities, that were more open to creating the finances for these things that were more open to doing the things that I really loved. But when I heavily emotionally attached and tried to force myself to be this person who already had it, it felt like a disconnect. It didn't feel tangible for me. And I started just to think, okay, so what is the disconnect? And I teach this stuff. If you didn't already know this already, yes, the episode is called sacred self-expression, but sacred self-expression is actually my private coaching program. So if you were wanting to work with me privately for an entire year, you would go through this program called sacred self-expression, and it's working privately with me. um, one-on-one, we get calls together. We, you get access to me almost on demand. So you can leave me as many voice messages as possible on this little app that we use. And I get back to them and we just have that deep sense of working privately together. And you have my support on such a deep, immersive level while doing this work. And then you also get to come to retreats with me, um, that I host, which are amazing. And you also get to come to any VIP days that I do. And you also get access to anything that I've created in the past or will create in the future in the year of us working together. And it's just really, really powerful, but the work of that program is unlocking these parts of yourself that are already a part of who you are. So what oftentimes we do is we ask ourselves, who do I need to be in order to accomplish these things? Who do I need to be in order to have this level of influence? Instead of saying, okay, if I have this desire to do this, I must have something already inside myself that I can access to create that within my life. Think of it this way. Now, this is going to be a little bit morbid, (laughs) but just go with me, okay? So you think of these horrible things that happen, right? These horrible things that happen. These people who were like, how could they do that? Like, how could someone like that do that? That's insane, right? Just follow me here. And you think of these horrible acts, but a human being did that with the same two hands, with the same two feet, with the same heartbeat, They just had something different inside them that they accessed. Now, you physically could not imagine doing that because you're a good-hearted person. You're an amazing, incredible human being. So it doesn't even feel like a reality of you being able to do that. But yet you guys, both you and that person, have the same two hands, the same two feet, the same heartbeat. You're the same. Now, it's like using your powers for good or using your powers for evil. Think of it the other way. Tony Robbins. Um, think of Oprah, think of Ellen or whatever. We all have the same two feet, two hands and two heartbeats. And you have the same things accessible inside you to cultivate massive change in this world. And there's something that a lot of people think about where they're like, how could this person do this? How could this person do this? And think it's because they accessed a part of themselves that wasn't the best part of who they were. But what if Each and every one of us began to access these parts of ourselves that were incredible, that were life-changing, that created massive positive change in this world. Think of it this way. You have already inside yourself, instead of asking yourself in your journal, okay, who do I need to be? What do I need to think? Ask yourself, what thoughts are already in my head that support this? What thoughts are already in my head that support me having what I want? Not what thoughts do I have to convince myself to think in order to have what I want? What thoughts do I actually already have to get what I want? Because if you want it, you have a desire for it. There's got to be something inside you that supports that. And sacred self-expression really is you accessing these parts of who you are that have laid dormant because you've been living your life based on the limitations of other people, based on the limitations of okay, so you go into this industry and this is the industry standard. So that's how you need to live your life or you feel like you need to live your life because you've been conditioned as an employee or you've been conditioned as someone who just follows the way that people do it. Our whole society is like that. We use shame. We use guilt. We use criticism to try to put people in a place and manipulate them into having what we want, what we want them to have. Have you ever been in a situation where you're losing an argument and so you start to dig deeper and you start to kind of utilize that person's insecurities so that you can win the argument. It's awful, but we've done it. Like I've done that. I'm not proud of it. I've done a lot of self love work and a lot of work around me being secure in who I am. So I don't do that. And I have open, honest, and loving relationships that don't have this level of feeding off of each other's insecurities and it's very open, it's very loving. But I've done that and I can admit to that and I'm hyper aware when my first instinct is to do that, it has nothing to do with that other person and everything to do with me trying to make them be something that I want them to be. And think of it, every single time you've been criticized, every single time you've been shut down, every single time you've heard no, it had nothing to do with you and everything to do with the other person's need to control something about who you are, something about what you're doing in order to fit their own idea of what they want. So it has nothing to do with you. So it's not about adjusting who you are to fit the room. It's about finding a room that can rise up to the level of where you're at, if that makes any sense. And so l- like really just being yourself fully expressed in who you are and allowing your reality to measure up and rise up to where you're at instead of always trying to fit yourself into the rooms that you end up walking into. Always trying to fit yourself and shrinking yourself into what you think you need to be in order to be successful. It's getting real with yourself and asking yourself, okay, if I had no limitations or restrictions on what I want and what I desire and what just comes into my head and comes out of my heart. Now, what part of myself already supports that? Because there's something in you that already must support that if you're even having that idea, right? A thought is just a thought. The minute there's an emotional attachment to it, it becomes a belief. The minute that that belief starts to gain momentum, it becomes an action that you take. And the more that that gains momentum, it becomes your reality. Think of it this way. If I, it's like chicken little, if the sky was falling, like, oh, I have this idea that the sky is falling. Okay. Now I'm scared that the sky is falling. Now I'm convinced the sky is falling. Now I'm freaking out that the sky is falling. I'm going to tell everyone that the sky has fallen, Right. And now every single part of my life revolves around me being afraid that the sky is falling. Well, if you already have this chicken little part of you accessible that you feel like you're stuck in this, the sky is falling. That means that you have equally access, equal access, (laughs) equally access, equal access to the part of you that gets to rebuild what you desire or shoot for the stars or whatever, or become a multimillionaire or whatever. You have that inside you already. There's this part of you that you've left dormant or left restricted because you've been convinced that it's not okay to have that part of yourself. It's not okay to have such big things. It's not okay to have beliefs and thoughts and desires. I used to have this fear that being a woman who knows what she wants is bad, like that I should be open to every single person's beliefs, thoughts, desires, everything except for my own because self-sacrifice was the way to win the hearts of others, right? And then I got into relationships that continued to revolve around me self-sacrificing in order for that person to be happy. And the minute that I rose up into my own boots as we speak (laughs) or whatever, keep in mind, guys, it's like 5 a.m. So if you're like, Danielle, what are you talking about? It's because it's 5 a.m. And I have like only had two sips of coffee, but anyways, when I rose up and stood strong in who I was, those relationships either got so chaotic that it it had to somehow dissolve, or the person would just fall away because they would feel overwhelmed. Now, did that have anything to do with me? It had everything to do with me trying to create an illusion that they tried to love, that they were loving this illusion of who I was. So when I stepped into who I actually was, they were like, what? Who is this? Who is this bitch? How did she get in here? Right? <laughs> Where if I showed up like myself since day one and took up space since day one and someone loved me for the truth of who I was, that's a whole nother level. But for the longest time, I was convinced that it wasn't ladylike to be such a strong woman. It wasn't ladylike. It wasn't attractive to know what I want, to have big desires and to have big beliefs and be able to speak strongly and potently on what I believe in. And what's so wild about that for me is today I was writing affirmations while I was doing this work as well in the hours that I've been up. (laughs) And I wrote down, people pay me thousands of dollars just to talk, just to share my beliefs, just to share how I feel. That's what shifts the people who work with me. Yes, it's the work, but people hire me because they need to access the thought process that I have that's what shifts them. It's plugging into the energy of what they desire, right? Someone's going to come to me because they want to stand stronger in who they are, or they want to be able to embody who they are fully at every level. I don't care if you're making whatever, like low amount, or if you are fucking multimillionaire yourself, it doesn't matter. If you want to plug deeper into who you are, you might come to me and say, you know what, Danielle, you've done this work. you love this work. I've seen this. I've heard this. I listened to your podcast. I binge listen to everything. This is true stuff that people say to me. <laughs> By the way, I'm not just pulling this out of my butt, but people will come to me before they hire me and they're like, I've binge listened to everything that you do. And I need more. I need to be able to plug in and until I can stand on my own two feet with this work. And that's why people hire me. So people literally pay me to be myself. Wild. Hey, And for the longest time, I was convinced that being myself was the worst thing that I could be. Just think of of it that way. And there was a part of me, even when I was about 11 years old, that was like, no, no, no. I'm not going to get a job just to get a job. I need to be connected to my passion. I'm only going to do stuff that I love. And even when I had these jobs that didn't pay me very well or weren't the best situations, I always loved the job and I would not settle for something that I didn't love ever. I was teaching in schools as a residency artist, or I was doing makeup or I was teaching makeup or I was doing shows as an actor, or I was doing extra work as an extra actor, or I was doing this and this and this, anything that I could do. I didn't care if I had five jobs and I loved them all. I refused to settle for the notion that I could not get paid for doing what I love. And now I get paid for being myself. That's powerful. And that was a part of my thought process when I was super little. And I remember getting told at drama camp one year, I got told by an actor who was teaching, well, you better become a waitress. You better become a server because it's really hard to get paid for what you do. It's really get hard to get paid for what you love. And I knew back then, I was like, that's bullshit. I don't believe that. But if I did feed into that and I let that part of myself that didn't support what I wanted, if I let that part of myself shrink, I would be doing math and things that I hate (laughs) like math, accounting, whatever I could do just to get a paycheck instead of doing what I absolutely fucking love, which is showing up every day, sharing my heart, teaching people how to be the fullest of who they are, teaching people how to share who they are like really sacredly and in a way that it becomes an everyday part of their life. It becomes a devotion to themselves to be able to stand in their own confidence, to be able to have deeper relationships where they don't feel like they have a mask or they don't feel like they have to hide behind a notion of what they need to be. It's my job to have people show up authentically and be loved for that and be able to support them through the process of shedding all these fears and limitations and, feelings of not good enough in order for them to build momentum and plug into their own source and allow that to be the guiding light. Think of it this way. You turn on a light outside and like a moth to a flame, right? You have like these bugs that have a gravitational pull to this light, right? Well, you can do the same thing for you. You turn on this light and people, situations, opportunities that need to be a part of that light will come to you like a gravitational pull. And there will be no way to stop it because what is for you shall not pass you. That's one of my favorite quotes ever, 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 ever. What is for you shall not pass you. And so if you're not showing up like you, you don't have that accessible to you. If you're not showing up and accessing these parts that are already inside you, if you're asking every day, who do I need to be in order to accomplish this? You've already shot yourself in the foot because now you've convinced yourself you have to be something other than who you are in order to get what you want. And that's not true. If you have the desire, it's already part of who you are. You just have to access that part of you already that believes in it so strongly, that has the answers, that part of you, that energy of you that can already show up like that right now and allow that to build momentum instead of building a mask that you can wear that's outside yourself in order to show up. It's shattering that illusion of needing to be something and just being you and allowing that to be more than enough. If that makes any sense. Okay. I'm off my soapbox for the day. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with me so early, you guys, even if it's whatever time of day for you, I'm just so happy that I get to spend this time with you guys. And honestly, I would not be doing anything else and that just proves it like if I'm up at 5 a.m. recording a podcast because I had the passion and inspiration to and I woke up this morning being like I love my fucking life (laughs) right that means I'm doing something right right (laughs) that's what I like to think (laughs) but anyways thank you so much for hanging out with me you guys I love you so much if you loved love love this episode please leave a review rate it let me know what your favorite part was slide into my DMS. Let me know you love this episode. Let me know if this impacted you share it on your Insta, um, screenshot and tag me. I love those. I share them on my Instagram. So if you want to be featured, just screenshot, tag me in it, and I'll put it up on my Instagram too. And I'm just so excited for what this podcast episode is going to do for you guys. So know you already have it inside yourself. You already have everything you need. And if you feel called to work with me privately for a year, I will leave that link below just so you have it. Um, Yeah. And that's that. That's how the cookie crumbles. Okay. Bye guys. I love you. Be bright. Be bold. Be you. I hope you loved, loved, loved that episode. If you want to come hang out with me a little bit more and maybe talk some more leadership, love, and unfiltered voice, then you can go ahead and find me on social media at Danny Drew. Uso. and I would love for you to come join me in my private Facebook community. This is where the conversation continues. Okay. So I'm always in there giving you guys live trainings and information and just making sure that you guys are fully supported in your business life and leadership. Okay. It's a totally free Facebook community, and you can find the link below in the show notes to come join me there. And I would love, love, love for you guys to leave me a review if you feel so moved to, and let me know how you are loving these episodes. Okay. And maybe who you want to see on next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Unleash Your Voice podcast and go be bright, be bold, and be you.